The Athletic. Good morning, welcome to the Daily Football Briefing from The Athletic. It's Wednesday the 14th of February, I'm Michael Bailey and it's Valentine's Day. I know, but we're all football lovers here and this is what we've got for you today. Man United look to poach Newcastle's Dan Ashworth. The situation is anticipated to develop pretty rapidly. Man City survive a brief scare in Scandinavia. It's a great chance and it's in! As Real Madrid edge Leipzig. The Malagueños court a messy leg golazo. And can Bayern really find their consolation in the Champions League? Clubs like Bayern Munich are built for these European nights. This is the Daily Football Briefing with Michael Bailey. I'll tell you what I do love, Champions League nights. We had the first of those in two months last night as the round of 16 got underway and for a moment it was looking a little hairy for the defending champions. All given away here by Edison to Elianusi. It's a great chance and it's in! It's Madsen on his debut! Yes, Man United's conquerors Copenhagen got very excited as Magnus Matson's gorgeous strike made it 1-1 in the first half of their first leg in Denmark. But Manchester City soon regained the lead through Bernardo Silva before Phil Foden finished it off in added time. And Foden! Manchester City have their two-goal cushion to take back to Manchester and it's the in-form Phil Foden who gets the third in Copenhagen. That means City take a two-goal lead back to the Etihad for the second leg next month. As for the other tie, it wasn't a scintillating affair in Germany, but Real Madrid's replacement for the injured Jude Bellingham carried on from where his English teammate left off. Decent run as well here from Diaz. Oh, that's outstanding! That was the only goal as Brahim Diaz earned Real a 1-0 first leg win at RB Leipzig. We'll have more from both games in a moment. Anyone here looking forward to next season in the Premier League should probably be expecting the return of Leicester City. They are now 12 points clear at the top of the Championship and destined for promotion with 14 games to go. Leeds United lead the race to join them in second after winning 4-0 at Swansea, while Southampton are two points behind in third after their 25-game unbeaten run came to an end at Bristol City. So let's check in with those two Champions League ties, starting with our Manchester City correspondent, Sam Lee, who was in Copenhagen. There were two main topics from Pep Guardiola's press conference. The first one was about injuries. Jack Grealish seemingly has a muscle problem, which will obviously keep him out for at least a couple of weeks. He said Bernardo Silva's got a big knock on his ankle, but he hopes it won't be too serious. And Josko Gradiol and uh, Matteo Kovacic, who couldn't make the trip at all. Gradiol is out for two or three weeks with an ankle ligament injury, but Kovacic is coming back soon. The other main topic was basically about how City often make these games look easy, but we should not make the mistake of thinking that they are actually easy. Guardiola has got City to a position where they're so good, not just because of the quality they possess, but because of how seriously they take these games, how they work so hard on nullifying the threats of the opposition team. So we see a team like Copenhagen, they'll beat Manchester United here, they'll give Bayern Munich difficult games, beat Galatasaray. But Guardiola looks at those things. He looks at the fact that the stadium here in the Danish capital, is the, the, the crowd get very noisy. They make a big difference with the atmosphere. But Guardiola says, well, you just take a thousand passes. You don't, don't try and score a goal, just take the sting out of the game. The crowd goes quiet. And in terms of the counter-attacks that Copenhagen have shown against other teams, keep the ball, play at the right tempo. City know how to play these games. They do make them look easy. 
but we should never ever make the mistake that they actually are easy. It's because City play very well. They play the exact performance they need to make, and that's why they win these games 3-1, and everyone says that they're easy. Talk about making it look easy. Man City are the first team in Champions League history to score three or more goals in seven consecutive matches. <laughs> Real Madrid will also carry a lead into their second leg at the Bernabeu. Our correspondent Mario Cortegana was in Leipzig. Despite playing nowhere near the best, Real Madrid achieved a very important win in Germany. Brian Diaz was the chosen by coach Carlo Ancelotti to replace Jude Bellingham again. This had also been the case on the five previous occasions when the Englishman did not play or was not available to play. And one more time, the solution worked out uh, really well for Los Blancos. The Malagueño scored a Messi-like golazo in a seven-second wonder play to put his team in the correct way to the quarterfinals in the competition. It is also worth mentioning that Andre Lunin, with nine saves, played uh, his best and most decisive game since joining Real Madrid. And I think he closed uh, finally the goalkeeping debate with Kepa Arvizabalaga. There was a bit of fun after the game too. Real midfielder Aurelien Schumani was asked about those links we had yesterday to his France teammate Kylian Mbappe moving to Madrid in the summer. Schumani's answer? The subject does indeed come up in the dressing room. But Mbappe hasn't told him what he's going to do. And if he had, he wouldn't tell us. Fair enough. As for elsewhere, Sir Jim Ratcliffe's bid to buy a 25% stake in Manchester United has been approved by the Premier League. The £1 billion deal is still subject to approval from the Football Association. But the bigger news broke late last night with our own David Ornstein reporting Man United have identified Newcastle's Dan Ashworth as their number one target to become sporting director. Here are the details from David. Well, ever since Sir Jim Radcliffe and Ineos reached an agreement with the Glazer family to take out a minority stake in Manchester United, which would also give them sporting control and, in their mind, put them on the road to a full takeover at some point in the future, we've known that they intend to make a number of key appointments. On the same day that the Premier League issued an official announcement confirming their approval for Sir Jim Radcliffe's 25% stake in Manchester United. We are reporting that Manchester United have made Dan Ashworth their first choice target to become their new sporting director. Now, we're told that no approach has been made to Newcastle United just yet. However, an approach is expected to materialise. And furthermore, the situation is anticipated to develop pretty rapidly. Now, it is complicated by the fact that Ashworth is under contract at Newcastle. He's not been there for a huge amount of time. By virtue of being under contract, there may be some significant finances involved in Manchester United, any club looking to take him. But it's always been my understanding that United, Ineos, are prepared to pay for the key hires that they want to make. And so my information is that this really could start to gather pace and that Ashworth is said to be open to the possibility. And he knows Sir Dave Brailsford, who's head of sports at Ineos very well. Uh, Dan Ashworth's family are based in the Midlands, so this would, in theory, bring him closer. And so we'll have to see how it develops. But 
it feels like something that is now going to happen. And it's really just about working through the procedures of Manchester United trying to get it done, which might not be easy with Newcastle being a key part of the conversation. But this is something really significant. And so if Manchester United manage to complete this acquisition, I think it will be viewed as a real coup. We'll try and keep you across every step on The Athletic. It'll be interesting to see how that one plays out. One more. Bay FC are making waves <laughs> ahead of their debut season in the US top flight, the NWSL. They had already signed Asisat Ashwala from Barcelona and Jem from Arsenal this window. Now they have made history by making Zambia and Madrid CFF forward Rachel Kundanji the most expensive player in the women's game. The fee of $785,000 dwarfs the previous record, which was only broken last month when Chelsea signed Colombia striker Myra Ramirez from Levante. This week's Champions League action is not done yet. We've got another pair of first legs today with Bayern Munich heading to Rome to face Lazio, while Paris Saint-Germain host Real Sociedad. The Athletics data analyst Mark Carey is with us now. Uh, Mark, to fill you in... We had Seb Stafford-Bloor say on Monday's briefing that Bayern may now put all their eggs in the Champions League basket. But do they actually have enough to go all the way? Because I'm not sure Lazio is such an easy tie. Yeah, I mean, I don't think Bayern do have enough to go all the way in the Champions League this season. But given that given that we're talking about high-profile games and how they can be decided on individual quality at times, I I guess I wouldn't put it past Bayern to to provide some sort of magic from from some of their star players. And... I mean, you've you got to remember that no player in Europe's top five leagues has scored more goals than Harry Kane's 24 and no player has more assists than Leroy Sané's 11 in those leagues. So, I mean, while they looked kind of devoid of ideas last weekend against Bayer Leverkusen, they were quite clearly beaten and now they're five points behind Leverkusen uh, in the Bundesliga table. They they did bulldoze their way to to the last 16 in terms of the the group stage and how they you know went unbeaten across the, the six games and clubs like Bayern Munich are kind of built for these European nights these European trophies so maybe they might not go all the way but I think in terms of this tie I think with, with Lazio they do have some good players going forward they've got Giro Immobile they've got Luis Alberto Felipe Anderson among others but they haven't been the most threatening in attack on the European stage or domestically. So I can't imagine them posing a huge problem to, to Bayern um, across the two legs at least. And I mean, in Serie A, they sit in, in eighth place. They're five points away from, from fourth spot. And you look back at the, the Champions League group stage, they only scored seven goals across the six games and no team scored fewer in terms of qualifying for the, for the knockouts in this year's competition. So... I'd expect to see Bayern Munich to, to get through this round. But beyond that, I think we'll have to wait to see what the the draw after would, would bring up. And the other game tonight is, I think, what we've labelled the hipster's choice in terms of Paris Saint-Germain against Real Sociedad. Why do the hipsters like it, Mark? Well, I think everyone's kind of rooting for Real Sociedad to, to do well in general because they've made the, the knockouts the last 16 for the first time since 2003-04, so 20 years ago now. And... They're built on a foundation of, of homegrown players, which is just always, as a neutral, always interesting to, to see. And they continue to impress in that regard. And it's, it's quite fun to see that that is quite the, the opposite of the, the riches that PSG have and you know their ability to buy some of the best talent in the world. And I mean, I think it'll be an interesting game. I think both sides like to, to have a lot of the ball. 
But Real Sociedad in particular are really strong out of possession, really strong off the ball. They've they've got one of the, the most intense presses in La Liga. They're really aggressive in, in pushing teams back and regaining the ball really high up the field. So, I mean, PSG won't be able to, to mess around with it at the back very much. And we saw in the group stage against Newcastle, for example, just how much they got flustered a little bit when when they were were pressed quite aggressively. It is worth noting that they haven't progressed beyond the last 16 in each of the last two seasons in Europe. So the pressure always comes with PSG of them wanting and needing really to do well in, in the Champions League. But yeah, don't write off Real Sociedad at all. Um, they've got some some really good players. They've been on a really good run in Europe and, and it will definitely make for an entertaining game. Thanks, Mark. And just like last night, you can catch both ties on TNT Sports in the UK, where they kick off at 8pm or from 3pm Eastern on Paramount Plus in the US. And finally, last month, former England, Lazio and Roma manager Sven-Goran Eriksson revealed he had about a year to live after being diagnosed with terminal cancer. He also stated he always wished he'd had the chance to manage Liverpool, the club both he and his dad support. Well, the 75-year-old is set to get his wish. Eriksson will form part of the management team for a Liverpool Legends match against Ajax Legends at the end of March. The game will raise funds for the LFC Foundation lovely stuff and that is your lot for today's briefing thank you for listening i've been michael bailey your top producers once again were abby patterson and mike zimmerman while ian mcintosh's executive producer fingerprints have been all over this pod tim spears will be with you tomorrow which is reason enough to make sure you're subscribed to the show in the meantime have a great day the athletic